Welcome to Local Roots Podcast. Um, we have some very special guests. Um, in the flesh, we have Brian Zajac. Hello. Um, and across the pond, we have Gareth and Dom. Why don't you guys introduce yourself? Hi. And, uh, hey, guys. Want to go from there? Where are you guys coming to us from? Okay, I'll go first. Um, Dominic here. Uh, calling in from Germany. Just got back on Sunday. Spent a couple more days. Um, yeah, I've been riding for 15 years now. And uh, it's been my first six-day Enduro race. I've been racing for on two other races, but that's like 10 years ago. So uh, my first race in this, with that kind of experience, yeah. Okay. So what's your, you know, kind of, if you were to go out for a ride on like a Tuesday after work, what kind of terrain and like what kind of length of uh, ride are you doing? Uh, we have mountains right behind the city. So I'm in Frankfurt, Germany. It's uh, 50 minutes by car from my place. And then we ride up like three, four, five hundred meters. And then we bump down uh, for like 10 minutes. Uh, we can connect uh, so lots of trails here. Okay. And it's uh, quite rocky right now. It's also dry bone, bone dry. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, already a little bit shot. Um, <laughs> Don't tell us about your love life in Germany. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's quite uh, rocky at times. Uh, loose rocks. So that's what I tumbled over today. Ooh. And uh, lots of roots, exposed roots, uh, wet roots when it's raining. Um, no mud, pretty steep, uh, pretty technical terrain. So we have some switchbacks and uh, really steep trails across everything. Okay. Is mountain biking really big uh, in the area where you live? Not sure. So it's quite big. There's lots of mountain bikers here. Um, but it isn't... There's, there's not much of a, com of a community going on as I, as I experienced it in other parts of the world since it's uh, mostly done on illegal trails, I guess. We don't have many uh, legal, uh, legal mountain bike trails, like special mountain bike trails. We only have a couple of them. Okay. Um, and most riding is done on hiking trails uh, or on illegal trails, um, which is which is sometimes unclear, like some of our really good uh, trails have turned into hiking trails. So people like those a lot too. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's lots of riders here and this, uh, it's a typical uh, activity for many people around here. Okay. Got it. So I would say like where um, Brian and myself are coming to you from like Grand Rapids area, it's like a really, really big community. Um, but we're also not riding anywhere near the kind of terrain that it sounds like was by you guys. So maybe that's something to do with it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, Brian probably gets bored whenever, <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, that's what we have here. So Gareth, what about you? Where, you? where are you coming to us from? Yeah. So I'm Gareth. I am uh, calling in from sunny Buckinghamshire, about 50 miles north of London. And I've been riding on and off, a really long time. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 25 years plus. I should be way better at it. Um, wow. And 
Yeah, the, this was my second um, like uh, trans style race, but the first it's the first one I didn't finish, so uh, oh, no. that, was a bit, that was a bit of a downer. But it's all good. It's all good. Okay, well, um, we'll get to what happened on that race. Um, <laughs> but you know, kind of same question to you: when you go out for a ride, what, you know, how long are your rides? What kind of terrain are you looking at, and things like that? Yeah. Uh, so I. Oh, for the last three years, I worked for an American company working like semi EST hours. Yeah. Um, so I've been pretty, yeah, I don't start, I, well, my new job, I do like nine to five. But my old job, I did like um, 12 till 9.30. So I used to ride a hell of a lot because I, I live relatively near a small bike park, a place called Aston Hill. Um, so I used to ride there maybe three, four times a week and get an XE ride in as well. Um, so typical ride there might be drive there and do eight or 10 downhill laps, get eight, eight, nine, uh, eight, eight, 800 meters, thousand meters descending in a couple of hours. Um, I got on the e-bike wagon a couple of years ago. So then it was just ride my e-bike to the trail and spend an hour doing eight laps and getting the same amount of riding in. And it's um it's sort of straight straight down hundred meters pretty steep, mm. um, it's very chalky where I am. Everywhere is kind of chalk. So as soon as the mud gets scraped off, you got this like bedrock chalk. And it's when it's wet, it's like glass. And when it's not wet, it's really quite fun to ride. And there's roots and mud and all the all the British stuff. Um, bike park's closed at the minute. All the trees are sick, and they're scared of people getting um, the trees falling on people's heads. Uh, but there's plenty of like good XC riding around me, but biggest hill is like a hundred meters. But um, if you want to do bigger than that, maybe three hours into Wales, I can be in Scotland, Tweed Valley in six hours. So by US standards, every, everything's close for me to get to in the car. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he just got two of the coolest new toys ever. Mm. Would you get? I bought, uh, well, I bought a uh, uh, Porsche 911 GTS that I got on Saturday, and I bought a Santa Cruz Bullet back in November last year, and I got the call as I was getting on my, just between planes in Lisbon, that it's just arrived, so I'm picking that up hopefully on Wednesday next week. Oh, shit. Um, I, you know, got to ask. Um, what do you do for a living? <laughs> I work in advertising technology. Okay. Um, yeah. it, it's good for buying bikes and Porsches, but it's not, it's not that <laughs> rad or interesting. <laughs> good for buying bikes and Porsches. Yeah. Uh, yeah it could be a band or something. Um, wow. All right. Cool. Dom, um, what do you do for work? Um, I'm a physicist by education and currently I work as a business analyst. Uh, so it doesn't sound really interesting either. Um, doing stuff in the background so that the government w can keep working on and yeah. That sounds very interesting, especially, um, yeah, coming from Don't put nerd out too much. What's your degree in? Is it straight physics or, uh, yeah, straight physics. That's quite, that's quite cool, dude. But I, I think I might be a nerd, so. I think it's a lot. <laughs> I am too. I think we're all nerds. Now, this yeah. question, I was just talking to my buddy this morning, actually, maybe some coffee talk. Um, 
So when you're the study that showed when you're shooting electrons um, through this through a gate, you know, that when no one was watching, they you know they made a certain pattern, and then when somebody was watching, the the electrons made a different pattern. Is that <laughs> is that BS or is that a real phenomena? Um. Well, I think the description is a little bit off, but yeah, generally that's um, you can do weird things with electrons, like it. Uh, Sometimes it behaves like matter, sometimes it behaves like light, and that's very different. That's what happened. Yeah, that, that's kind of what, yeah, so when it, it, it was, it, I don't know, it was wild. Um, yeah. So light behaves like waves, and you get like uh, interference patterns, like when you throw st uh, two stones into a, a lake, and you see the waves hitting each other, okay. you see like different patterns creating. So this is what light behaves like. Nice. And um, if you just throw a handful of stones at something, that's what matter behaves like, so no interference. And with electrons, you can achieve both, which is kind of mind-boggling because yeah. yeah, usually you either have matter or you have light, and electrons can apparently behave like either, so nobody really knows what's going on there. Like physicists pretend to do that they understand what's going on, but really... No one really does. The more physics I, I read, like the, the less I know. I'm like, well. Wow. Yeah, it's the same for me. Don't worry. <laughs> it, is, it is some really definitely cool shit. Um, so I guess, and everyone knows Brian. He's been on the pod before. Local Grand Rapidian. Um, red bikes them all the time. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to your introduction, Brian? No, it's, it's good to not be over the phone and be in, in <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah, so much better this way. <laughs> um, so, I mean, do you guys want to start? Do you guys want to talk about the race? Yeah. I can see Brian wearing the Transatlantis shirt. That's a good, that's a nice touch. I forgot about that. I also have the jersey right here. Oh, yeah. That jersey's nice. I like it. <clears throat> it's yours, like, spray on as well. Mine, mine's on the tight side. Spray on. <laughs> I actually haven't tried it on yet. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it my new race jersey. I think it, it's going to be aero. I think it might shave. <laughs> shave a few seconds on a windy day. You can use it on your, on your e-bike when you're going really fast. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the participation award here. Oh, yeah. That's a nice one. It's not terribly tight, but the arms are a little tight. That's pretty snug. <laughs> you can pull, pull arrow, mate. Pull yeah. arrow. It won't fit my freaking my muscular body. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we don't go first. Um, this is in the order that we're talking. Right? Dom, what, what are your initial thoughts off the cuff? What would you think of the race? You, you guys want to go day by day and kind of kind of keep it. um yeah we can try um so let's go with the prep day first uh, <laughs> i got there a little bit late uh i i got my own shuttle so i went with a taxi because it was already on the island surfing a couple days okay. and um when we drove down the valley i already saw some guys uh cycling up and i was like oh no shit i have to build up my bike and then <laughs> ride that up again too so just throw me out here <laughs> and um, it was a really good sunny day in that beautiful valley in, in Sete Cidades, or whatever it's called, a mm -hmm. uh, couple of volcano craters. And um, yeah, I pulled up my bike, uh, went up to the DH trail, which was one of the two available trails for on um, the prep day. 
and uh, met Brian on the uphill all there already. Um, he was already bombing down. I uh, went to the top. He already warned me. It's pretty steep and muddy and <laughs> and uh, slippery. I went to the top, got chased by a real big farmer's dog, um, but he didn't bite me. So good luck with that. And um, yeah, then I started the trail. I met actually Leon and Moto at the top, um, the guy that we thought were father and son, but actually were two friends. Uh, Leon was pretty young, 17 years old. And they already came up hiking from the trail and they're pretty worried about the trail. They told me some guy that went in front of them actually uh, high-sided a corner and went to the bushes almost over the cliff. I later learned <laughs> that is the guy right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it took me five days to figure out how to not ride off cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started well with that. So, um, um, Leon and Moto went in front of me again. They, they were really like checking out the trail, um, looking for, for lines and everything. And I just went blind, thought, what the hell, let's just go see what happens. Um, was pretty steep, was a real DH trail. So, uh, not meant to be raced blind because there were lots of gaps. Sometimes there were gaps, sometimes there weren't, you couldn't really tell. Uh, the berms were uh, pretty slippery because of the rain of the previous days. And um, there was one corner, one right-hand corner where I was going really fast downhill, also slipped, also high-sided over the corner. I learned it was the exact same corner that Brian <laughs> slipped off as well. <laughs> That's what uh, Leon told me then. Tina fell off. And uh, I was a little bit scared. So um, I went down that trail like uh, I couldn't jump all the gaps running blind. So... Uh, I hiked some of them. Next part of the trail was actually pretty good. I could ride most of it. So like there were a couple of really sketchy sections, deep, uh, deep ruts and deep uh, drop-offs. And um, yeah, with the slipperiness was hard to do. Um, I didn't do the other trail that was available, which was a mistake. <laughs> because we raced that track on the next day. So I didn't know what was coming. Um, funny note, uh, everybody was quite... At the quite... same time, though, you didn't, you didn't miss much not riding that trail twice, though. <laughs> well, once was I enough. I missed that rut. Uh, so, you know, that cost uh, me a couple of really seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went right into that rut, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone uh, at the camp was um, relieved to hear from Carlos that the DA trail was supposed to be uh, like the upper limit of scariness that we were going to ride, which turned out nah, not exactly to be true. Um, but it was more of the conditions. So the track in itself was built for real downhillers to train for nationals. So uh, I can understand why this was a hard track. Um, Gareth, how was your first day, the preparation uh, day? Yeah, well, I, I, got, I got the day before, and it was raining as hard as I'd ever seen it rain anywhere. I mean, it rains a lot in the UK. It wasn't raining harder in the UK, but it was raining as hard as it can rain here. And I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And I was speaking to the, uh, the guy, I got a shit on the race guys. 
And I was like, ah, oh, cool. So uh, how long has it been raining like this? And they're like, ah, oh, a few weeks. <laughs> and I, I've ridden, I've ridden in Madeira before, and I was kind of uh, under the assum- the false assumption that the the terrain and the weather would be similar. But obviously, the Azores is quite quite a distance from Madeira, and it's very different, to, you know, style of island in terms of topography and dirt and stuff like that. Because when I rode in um, in Madeira, it was he- rained heavily for two days, and then the sun came out and dried the trails and we had wet slop fest for two days an intermediate day and then hero dirt for two days so I was like oh, be hero dirt in, in a day or two and the guy's like yeah <laughs> yeah he showed me some pictures of a DA trace and they all look like just like uh, clay face out of Batman like they're just all like mud. <laughs> it's like I'm from the UK this would be fine um, so I had a night in a hotel which is pretty cool just chilled out on my own, slept in a bed, and then got picked up in the morning, off to count one, started bumping into people, built my bike up, sun came out, it was raining, and I was like, ugh, here we go. And then the sun came out, and it was, it was uh, it turned into a beautiful afternoon. So I rode up the hill with a couple of German guys, Lucas and Stefan, and we rode the cross-country trail first, Mm-hmm. And to be, to be honest, riding that as a warm-up ride is pretty mellow. That flat bit at the start, you had to sprint. Um, when you're just pedaling down that, talking to people, you didn't. It, it didn't feel as long as it was when I was having to sprint down it. <laughs> <laughs> um, found the route on um, the one little down the rut by the route, so I knew all about that. And then rode up the hill, blown away on the ride up to the DH Trail with the views and stuff, the lakes in the volcanic craters and then yeah rode that rode that dh trail and first first thoughts were how kind of soft the mud was um not not like any mud i've ridden around here it was yeah you could you were almost cutting a rut in it um just riding it and i was like oh some of these some of these catch burns are going to be sketchy i can see why you guys were high siding out of them because they were yeah, weird, weird, like hitting a gravel trap almost. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty gnarly trail to ride blind as a, as a warm-up trail. Um, when I did Trans-Provence, I had the biggest crash I've ever had where I haven't sustained a you're not going to ride your bike for a few days style injury. So I was quite like, all right, don't, don't be a hero. Because I, I, I finished TP in survival mode. Like, take it easy. So I took it relatively easy on that trail. Hit some of the gaps, didn't hit some of the gaps, uh, but generally had a lot, lot of fun on it. Um, it was a really good trail. I think if you took the time to play around on it, it'd have been, it'd have been wicked mm-hmm. fun. Um, so yeah, day one, like Stoke was high, and I was like, "Don't be a hero," um, you know. Uh, ride, ride, ride well within your limits, build some speed, and uh, yeah, went into day one. With that mentality, oh sorry, day uh, day two or day one of the race with that mentality. Yeah, day day zero was was an eye opener. Like, I flew in and got in at like six a.m. and immediately got picked up at the at the airport by Carlos, and then uh, oh, he picked you up. Yeah, I was nice of him. With the, I was with the media crew all morning, and uh, 
watched him set up camp in the rain. My bag and my bike wasn't there yet, so I didn't have any clothes. I was trying to stay dry. <laughs> and then uh, when it came time to like go up, I mean, the first thing I noticed was the first climb was intense. It was up like this farm road that had random like erosion built cobblestones in it. Mm. And it was pretty steep, like immediately it was Eagle gear. And just like they said, the first trail is pretty easy. It was a little more slippery than I thought it was going to be. It looked like it would be like the kind of mud your tires would grip in, but it ended up being, uh, if you put too much weight on your front wheel, it was sliding out on you. <laughs> Yikes. Then we rode down and made the second climb, which was real big. And that's when I realized that the climbing was going to be no joke on this one because volcanic islands are a lot steeper than regular mountains. Normal islands. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, they don't, they don't really care about what grade they go up. Like there was like road later in the trip that we had to drive up in a car that was like a 20 some percent grade. And it was like, no, only one person rode up it that I know of. But, <laughs> but then we, Probably still, huh? It was. <laughs> We got the downhill trail and I was riding with the photographers. So immediately, okay, of course I have to try to like look cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm just riding so terrible and it's slippery and we got a couple good shots out of it. But uh, then I high sided that berm and ended up in a raspberry bush. And that was pretty much the, were they ripe? They were. I did eat a couple. Of while a couple? I was <laughs> well, that's good. I was bleeding all over the place. Hey, silver lining and everything. Yeah. And then as far as camp went the first night, it was, it was interesting. The first night was really interesting because everyone was kind of like clicked up by their, their language barriers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. There's like a group of Czech guys, a group of German guys, a couple okay. English guys. Like it was pretty spread out. Not a ton of interacting. Were Everyone you the only American? Tired. I was the only American rider. Okay. North American champion. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh. <laughs> uh, <cool>. Uncontested even. <laughs> Yeah, uncontested. Don't tell anybody that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was the, the first night. Everyone went to bed at like nine o'clock. It was all you heard was the pitter patter of zippers for like the first. Well, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't have a generator for the big the big wagon, so there was there wasn't much incentive to stay up. Yeah. yeah. No beer the first night. Probably saved you guys. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Also, no warm showers. So uh, me and Brian opted for the lake instead of showering cold. Um, that was good. Good decision. That was the next day, I think, right? Oh, that was – oh, right. Yeah, yeah. we stayed there uh, for another no, day. Yeah. I, I, had a, I had a cold shower on day zero. So anyone, anyone coming into the, the, the dude showers would just open air. Yeah, and anyone coming up the driveway to, to come into the campsite just saw <laughs> up to three dudes taking taking a shower. Hey, this is me. There's no, there's no sign above yeah. it that's cold water yeah. in there. <laughs> I was in the pool. <laughs> the water's really cold. I promise. Uh, it was. It was. That's my excuse. Yeah. 
All right. So day one, you guys kind of get your bearings, whatever. It's you know. day zero. It's day zero. Okay. Next day is day one. Next day is, is race first. Race. Day one. Yeah. How did that go? Gareth, why don't you, why don't you start us off? Ah, no, good. It wasn't, didn't, it didn't rain much on race day one, did it? Comparatively. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was. Friday. Um, yeah, so good. Like, got up, not raining, kind of, because it was quite small as well. What was it, like 37 riders? I think it was 37 races all in-ish. No, like 50-something, right? No, 50-something on the entry, but in terms of, like, people who actually managed to get there with COVID and everything, there was, there was three girls, I think, was it 34 guys or 36 guys? But anyway, oh, like, really? Okay. Yeah, high high thirty. So it's quite um, quite a, a tight knit group because normally, you know, if you got like a hundred riders or something, as soon as you everyone fast, you got away. But we went out in one big group, and we more or less did the climb in one big group. It strung out a little bit, but I think most people we got to we got to stage one felt like in a really big group and like really good vibe on the climb and stuff like that. Um, and stage one was was pretty sick, especially after doing like day zero blind downhill trail, <laughs> yeah. like super soft, like eat your front wheel if you lean on it kind of mud. Um, yeah, trail one was good. It was like a real fast, hard packed, flowy trail. It was a bit, it was a bit mossy, a bit greasy. So I think if you rode, it was one of those trails where if you got overconfident, you'd probably slide slide over the top of a burn. Um, so I definitely went um, underconfident on it. But I had a, had a really, just really fun, pumpy, pumpy trail. Got to the bottom and was like, oh, I should have gone faster, but didn't crash. So, <laughs> so like, I'll take it. Well, like 10 people yeah. felt the first turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I was... Uh, I was like one of the first starters and Gareth came down after me and Gareth just asked like who fell in the first corner hands up and like four out of six hands went up. That was nice. It was a good feeling like okay I'm not the only one who fell. Nice. Thanks. That kind of like really hard greasy when wet that's what my local trail like a lot of my trails are like that. So I was like, oh, I, I know this stuff. <laughs> um, so that, that was a good trail. And then I can't remember what the li next liaison was like. I don't think it was too savage. I think we rode downhill to the coast. It was pretty short. And, yeah. Yeah, then, pretty like, short. So I caveat this with I only rode for three days, including day zero. We then rode my favorite trail, which is like uh, you, you dropped in on the cliff where it's a lovely view of the coast. All right. And it was like a downhill trail that some local kids had made. Oh, gosh. And it was just through this, like, real, like, thick, like, woody thicket. And it just snaked down the side of this cliff. And it was just really, t well, I say really tight. Not that tight by kind of, like, maritime Alps standards, but tight for everywhere else in the world, switchbacks. Okay. And um, like really loose, soft, sandy dirt. So the first couple were a bit like, Ugh. but as soon as you realize what the dirt was like, it was just sliding through these switchbacks and like pumpy, cool stuff. So yeah, that that trail was was wicked. Re quite short, uh, but but really good fun and a, a really great view at the start and a good good view at the finish. 
Did the options signs for the two lines mess with you at all going down? Uh, they did and they didn't. So I saw, I remember seeing the signs and there's like an arrow up and an arrow to the side. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and then I, just, I just went through, I, you know, when you see the truck, you know, you see a line and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gone. Go ahead. I saw two of those, yeah, I saw two of those signs. And I was like, what does that mean? And then it transpired that there were options that you could go two different ways. And some riders had been taking different ways. And some riders are faster or slower on the trail at the same time, taking different routes and crossing over and all manner of crazy shit. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I saw the signs and they confused me, but only because I didn't understand the sign, the trail, I was just like, ah, oh, yeah. Uh oh. Oh, shit. Hey, Dom. You know? Maybe not. Hey, hey, Dom, did you have some crazy, crazy stuff with uh, crossing over trails? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, like with that crossing over, that happened to me. Brian started in front of me. I think he had a blue shirt on that day. And um, I was riding that trail. Also saw the two options, but I was already fixed on a line. Um, Apparently, I took the longer line because uh, Benji played number one, <laughs> started behind me. He lost a pedal on the stage before, so he only had his axle sticking out. Uh, it was like Crank Brother Mallets, so he had uh, clip-ins and only his pedal to uh, his axle to go on. And apparently, he took the faster line because. Somewhere right at the edge, end of the stage, I saw something blue in front of me cut in. And I thought, like, did Brian fell or I'm not sure? And then it turned out he got 30 seconds on me because he finished, like, a second in front of me <laughs> with one pedal. So that was good hit on my ego. <laughs> was the pedal, like, stuck to his shoe or anything like that? No. No, no, he seemed to have lost it completely. So he was just trying to stand on the axle and trying to hold on. He said, like, uh, right-hand corners were pretty pretty well, of course, but left-handers were. (laughs) (laughs) So the pedal axle is still sticking out, but the whole pedal body and clip mechanism was just gone? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that never (laughs) <laughs> you I've seen that, that one before too. And then you just slid it into the axle. Keep it in that way. He tried that. <laughs> fell out on the first turn on stage one. Yeah, stick his Yeah, like, I could not surprise that was sketchy. Holy <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah, that that second stage was really fun, but I got there's some tight switchbacks with some like lava gravel. That was a little bit over the bar. Came to a dead stop, basically, in one spot. Had to readjust. But other than that, it was pretty, pretty fun. Was this the, uh, the real-life um, Watopia course? We're up and down the lava stuff? No. <laughs> but uh, you, you, know, you got in, like, in, a, in North America, though, you guys don't really have switchbacks, do you? Because most North American riders I speak to that come over to um, Europe, like, are like, oh my god, these switchbacks are gnarly. And yeah, like wow. in, in like maritime Alps, they are pr- pretty tight. But uh, yeah, like it, all the cool stuff you guys have, but you just don't have switchbacks. 
We don't have a for them anywhere. Yeah, I don't think we do. <laughs> the hills aren't tall enough. I don't know. Well, even in the mountains, it's like a different style mountain. It's not like straight out of the ground like the Alps. Like, even the Rockies are pretty pretty manageable. Yeah. Much older. Yeah. Not so I think a lot of the Alps trails also stem from a lot of old hiking trails originally, too. Yeah, they're old. A lot of the Alps stuff's old goat trails, old sheep and goat trails from like way back when. And ours are purpose built, so they kind of avoid that situation. A lot of more like grade reversal, slow down and stuff. The fr- I mean, the Frenchies love a tight switchback. Yeah. The Frenchies. The, so the next transfer was a long one. And uh, we got to go through this super cool village, like riding right downtown. We were actually all together at the time. Okay. And uh, then it was a long ass climb. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was when we were all trying to keep up with Phil before we realized what an animal he was. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we get to the, get up to, and we see the tent. We're like the first group of riders. Okay. And they're like, we had to cancel the next stage because it was too dangerous. Oh. So we're going to do this stage instead. Oh. So all we right. wait a little bit and we get on this next stage. And it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever written. <laughs> like, remember, do you, like when you guys do exams, like in in Germany or in the states, right? Do you ever do an exam when you're at school or uni or something? You'll be like, oh my god, like this this exam's so hard. I'm like totally failing. Um, and then you come out of the exam hall and you talk to your buddies, and they're all like, oh my god, that was so hard. And like, and then suddenly you're like, ah, like. I don't think I aced it, but I think I kind of did okay or as well as everybody else. Like when you were going down that trail, you were like, oh my God, I'm sucking so bad. <laughs> and you got to the bottom and everyone else was like, oh my God, I suck so bad. And it's like, yeah, like, actually, maybe, maybe I got like an average time. You're <laughs> <laughs> going down it, you were like, fuck, I'm hemorrhaging minutes here. Like you're spending, <laughs> I spent more time tripoding over boulders than I did like on my pedals. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But then everyone made me feel good about that. Especially when we got to the bottom and like Sam and Craig were like, oh my God, I was tripoding everywhere. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so even the pros are tripoding. <laughs> it's terrible. Yes, Larry is joining us. Hi, Larry. Hey, friends. Sorry I'm so late. What's up, everybody? Hey, Larry. Uh, Hi, Larry. With Gareth coming to us from the UK. And we have Dom awesome. from Germany. And Love it. Don't let me interrupt. Get back right in the groove. I don't want to throw off, throw it off. So we, we were the first group of riders that went down that, that third stage that was so much safer than the one they had to close. So much safer that we basically walked down it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rocks, rocks the size, rock size between footballs and microwaves covered in wet moss. <laughs> Fun times. In the dark, because it was like a jungle canopy of banana leaves. Like, uh, I, I was surprised no one ripped a rear mech or uh, bent a rear boat um, rower into a kind of shape that wouldn't, wouldn't, would never be flat again on that stage. I think everyone did well oh. not to do that. I was quite happy that I didn't know to be anywhere because um, I took some sketchy lines, like trying to avoid microwave-sized boulders and slipping somewhere and then riding right across it, and it still worked out somehow. 
um, you know, with enough momentum, it seems to work. I like the, I like the term microwave sized boulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that, is that a common thing or are we just adapting that right now? Just now. Yeah. Hey, you got to use household objects for your, uh, for your boulder sizer. And so people, people can get perspective. <laughs> I would have gone for amplifier because I have one right in front of me. So, but uh. well, bigger than the toaster, not quite as big as the Ninja Coffee Maker, like, uh, like air fryer set. Ooh, yeah, yeah. slightly than the, more bulbous than the microwave would be. Yeah, but Gareth is right. Like when we got to the bottom, we all felt terrible about ourselves. But then every rider that came down complaining about how they almost died made you feel a little bit better. All right. Ooh, I do like that. <laughs> like okay <laughs> when the 50 to 1 guys come down and they're like oh that was terrifying and terrible and you're like okay it's not just me <laughs> <laughs> i'm not over my head that's very relatable so <laughs> and then we oh, did- and you uh you you changed my life at the bottom of that stage when you uh brian when you um when uh, the 51 lads came down and craig was like oh i need to do a dump do you think i can wipe my ass on these leaves <laughs> yeah, I think those. I think those leaves will work. They're like dot leaves. You'll be fine. And you like, oh, I always carry TP in my back. It weighs nothing. And I, like, I now carry TP in my bag. And I had to have, when I was marshalling late later in the week, I had to have a wild one. And I was like, oh great, I've got some TP in my bag because I took Brian's tip. So that was life changing advice, mate. <laughs> What a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ziploc bag with some TP in it and they bought me a camelback. <laughs> yeah, that that's the upgrade, right? So it stays dry actually. Yeah, yeah. Can't be a zip. It doesn't get shampooed. <laughs> Brian, how many times have you had to use that? That that it's that part of your back? Never since I've carried it. <laughs> that's, that's why you carry it now? Yeah, I had to use some leaves at state game area once and then after that. I remember that Courtney had said that she carried uh, toilet paper for the Margie. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, that's a really good idea. I'm going to do that from now on. You couldn't – State Game's pretty short. You must have, like, really had to go. There wasn't a double. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You still so said you could get back. Listen to the podcast, sit look back, TP, bottom of your bag. Don't forget it. Don't leave home with that. And th- Sign that Ziploc bag, like the, the Brian Z bag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please think of me every time you every take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Put my face on it to get extra satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> we need some local roots printed uh, TP now. Hey, maybe, maybe, that's the, Larry, maybe that's where bread and, uh, you know, Get, get, that First in the, get that in the merch store. Yeah. Maybe make like a small TP roll, just like emergency TP use. <laughs> so like a... See if you can get Craig Evans' 50 to 1 endorsement on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a thing, though. Uh, in, in Europe, they use much less toilet paper than Americans. He's like, let me take one square. I'm like, what? Oh, uh, no, dude. Like that, yeah, that's the, that's the, the, the UK army way of doing it, which theoretically works, but you never want to be in that position. <laughs> you, fold, you fold it, you fold it, to the, fold it into quarters, and then you rip, a, rip the inside bit into the hole, 
and then you stick your middle finger oh. through the hole. Oh. You wipe your butt with your middle finger, and then you use the paper, and the little bit you ripped off, you get the get the shit from under your nail with that. <laughs> but if you, I, I'd, I'd always take a handful of pieces. <laughs> if it's, if wow. it's there, use it. That's the most I've ever learned on this podcast. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> huh. The transitioning back. <laughs> so, uh, Greasy, yeah. nasty. No. If anyone wants some local roots. Uh, no, no, let's stay here. <laughs> yes, this is great. We can make an orange and blue toilet paper. I don't know. I think we're onto something. This could be great. We'll be unique. We'll be unique. Huh. All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where to go from here. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, stage four. We were there. We can't steer this conversation, can we? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. What happened next? Well, they 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 bonus staged us. So they gave us the XC trail that Dom neglected to ride on the warm up ride. Okay. That half the field had ridden, half the field hadn't, and like I said, when we rode it. There's a flat bit at the start, fat of like false flat, where everyone was probably just chatting to their mates. So it's like one of those bits where it's like, oh yeah, that's probably 30 seconds of trail because you were daydreaming. It was two to two and a half minutes of sprinting trail. <laughs> With the uh, deep muddy puddles deep in between. Fucking puddles. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, first, the first puddle, I I I pussied out like a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I don't want to get wet. And I, I got my, my skirt caught in my chain a little bit. And then I was like, oh, fuck this. My feet are wet. But I got my feet wet and then I was just charging through all of them after that. But yeah, that was, uh, that, that was a, a bit of a, a lung and eye opener. And then it dropped into a real, the, the bit at the end was quite fun, uh, but it was really short. And there was a, there was a really big, um, well, this, the story of all the trails I rode were big rain ruts because they'd had so much rain and the dirt was so soft. Just these huge, like, uh, like not even axle deep in some instances. Some of them were like handlebar deep um, rain ruts. You were saying, um, but there was a cheeky little line to get around that that I don't think Dom found. Uh, <laughs> too late. I, f- I found it when my. Uh, when my fork got stuck in the rug and uh, almost out to beat. So I had to lift my bike, like not just lift, but I had to pull out my bike out of the rut by force and then <laughs> remount and go on. Yeah. Lost precious seconds in that one. Yeah. Precious seconds. Uh, like, again, we were, I think we, we were, were we first, first, first down that again? with Phil and then like because I know Sam, Sam and Craig came down behind us and a bit like the other trail where you're like fucking hell that was like terrible they came down and were saying the exact same things we were saying so I was like oh that's not too bad <laughs> I think I think the quote the quote of my week for, was from Craig Craig finished and was like fucking hell I'd, I'd rather wank off my dad and do that again <laughs> I don't, I don't like that translate very well, but it's like I'd rather jerk off my dad than uh, that 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, do you remember when we first started? We're like, yeah, we should keep it like really nice. And this, really nice. Yeah. And then, like one episode later, we're like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> also, if you look at uh, photos from Craig, it's incredible what faces he makes while riding down trails. Like he looks terrified and surprised all the time. <laughs> Have you seen these? <laughs> Craig. Yeah. I haven't gone through all the photos yet. I've been having just having time. I went to work from the airport when I got back. No, <laughs> saw a band play, like fell asleep while I was watching them, and then went to work at 4:30 a.m. the next day, and then went to the baseball game till late at night again. Yeah, you asked me about the baseball game on Friday, and yeah. I was like, "Bradley, did you not you do not sleep or like what happened?" Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you, guys, you guys know that like Phil flew back. Oh, what's that? Phil flew back the same day as me, and then drove to Exmoor, where it's it's not volcanic, but it's the same like twenty percent steep hills up and down, and did another three day race. Oh, nice. that dude's an animal. He's an animal. I'm gonna, I, mean, I need to get on roots and rain actually to see how he did because I bet you he did pretty well there as too. Well, mm. there too. So the next day, I feel like, is where the adventure really begins. <laughs> we haven't even got to the adventure. <laughs> because you've said like eight Icemans in a row already. And this is like what Leary and I know. And I was like, you're like, oh, now we're getting to the actual good stuff. Well, <laughs> but we got this little course guide right here. And here's all you got for the race. <laughs> Let me. Uh, Michigan races, they give you like a suitcase full of like shit and they're like, here's a dollar swag. So first of all, the truck driver. Yeah, we get stickers. <laughs> stickers, yeah. mud club, beer, a bunch of shit. Yeah. So the, the truck driver and the bus, like. Oh, oh we missed we missed out the wheelie competition where I, I actually won the amateur class. So we shouldn't. Neglect <laughs> the day one wheelie competition. Drag race wheelie. Yeah. Competition. I don't think I don't think Ludo should have been allowed to even even compete with the amateurs. I think he should have been in a pro class. But there we go. In all fairness, we were dominating the 40, 40 and over uh, riding bikes way too long, but scared to go too fast class. Yeah, <laughs> we dominate. We were dominating. <laughs> Yeah, is there, was there an age in like a you know eight eight class at all? No, no. Uh, open. Well, men and women because the timing equipment didn't show up. That's what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, the the, ti the timing's a podcast all on its own. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? I'm forty. You're forty. We're a few months apart. Yeah. yeah. Um, my wife still cannot believe Brian is anywhere near forty. So, <laughs> um, Dom, how old are you? 34. Okay. You're younger. Yeah. More surprised. Yeah. Don't look younger, but I am. <laughs> so, yeah, the, so the truck doesn't show up in the morning to pick our bikes up. Okay. So we wait around for kind of a long time. We get on a tour bus, which drives us like halfway across the island to the highest point in the middle of the island. Okay. Which we'll is, go down from there. That's good. Which is awesome the views were amazing up there yeah but it was another hour before the bike showed up we're all like in our riding gear walking around like touristy stuff like trying to warn <laughs> it was a shit show and let me let me read the description of day two it's called lake of fire 
stages to prove yourself. The day will start on the top of Mount Barossa after the bus drop off, and you wait an hour for your bike. That, it doesn't say. Oh. That. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Stage one is a trail that starts with open views and narrow single track with some choose your line correctly and then enters a Japanese cedar with climbs and flowy descents. Two is an easy downhill track with smooth jumps and berms. Three is a true all-mountain adventure famous among tourists as the Indiana Jones Trail. Takes you through rough technical sections, farmer fields, skinny bridges, and cliffs. Is that accurate? Yeah, well, we'll get to each one of these. This uh, they missed out the bit with the cow field. <laughs> and the huge, the huge cow footprint holes. Oh, yeah. yeah. The other ones are pretty short, and we ended up missing them anyways. But yeah, so yeah. one where it says, choose your line correctly. Was an understatement. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, the narrow single track was also wide as fuck. Choose your line, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Choose your line wisely. All right. So I, I remember that I started first from everyone on that stage, and I just charged down that uh, that wide trail. Um, okay. Yeah, not real. And then the first corner came up, and right before that first corner, um, I could see there was some drop off and a couple of lines to choose from, but I couldn't see what's beneath there. So there was not much. It wasn't much about to choose, but just be lucky which line you're choosing. Going <laughs> like somewhere in the middle, trying to maybe find a drop. And um, I wasn't going so fast because I didn't want to crash. And I stopped just in time before a deep fucking hole <laughs> and uh, <laughs> pulled my front wheel out of it, went around it, and uh, felt really embarrassed. Like, I, f I wasn't even into the trail for 30 seconds. I've already put my feet down and walked around a feature and felt, felt really bad. We Kept on racing. We were on the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm jealous of how you went around that. <laughs> <laughs> I later learned that um, that exact feature, which I just barely avoided, took down like probably a third of the field. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that feature it pretty much took me out of the race. It was gnarly. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so we, I watched Dom drop in. I think Dom dropped in. I went second. Brian dropped in. Phil dropped in. And because it, it, it disappeared, it's like it was the trail. You went down and it cut back, and then there was some dead ground. So you saw people go down, and then you saw them come out the other way. So Dom was in the dead ground for quite a while, like relatively, not like a long time, but longer than you think. So I was like, oh, there's something in there. And um, <laughs> when charging in, they could oh pick my line, and it got really wide. And I saw some tire track. I don't know if they were tire track recent or not, but like up on the right. So I thought, oh, get on that high line on the right and try and just skim through on riders right the trail. And that that line stopped existing, and there was the world's biggest gnarliest rain rut that. Just, I was on, I was like, right, I'm going into this rut now. Like, here we go. Um, just hold on tight. And uh, my front wheel went into it. And like, it probably, like, it, this probably didn't happen, but it felt like my handlebars hit the side of the rut before my wheel hit the bottom. Um, that's probably an exaggeration, but it was the biggest way in what I've ever posted my bike into. Big over the bars. 
and hit this big like lumpy bit of ground but hands out my hands went over the lump and the lump just like body checked me split my camelback hose and knocked all the wind out of me and I was like oh my god um, and I thought fuck it Every, limbs are still working hopped on the bike got going within 30 seconds again kind of breathe again and got my head up got overtaken by a fast Frenchie in, in that being on the floor rolling around not being able to breathe riding my bike phase but then it was like ooh fast Frenchie hold his wheel so kept him in sight and then suddenly there's like a gang of people stood in the middle of the trail so like Don, Brian and Phil um, standing by what looked like a gate and the French guy just charged fucking through it. And I charged through it. And I heard the guy saying something about a gate. Um, and I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm following the French guy. And then the trail got really weird. Like, like very boggy, uphill, worrying. Like, they stopped at the finish. And me and this French guy now literally, you know, cycle cross running our bikes through slots for fun that we aren't being timed on. Um, but then I think people started catching us up and we kept going and it was really weird and it got mega soft and steep. And that's when I had my little, my, my little dirt nap on that steep bit. So it was really steep bit trail. And I was like, Oh, there's a catch burn about halfway down. I just put my front wheel in there and I'll scrub some speed and I'll be away. And the soft catch burn just like ate my front wheel. So I was like on the deck and then I just hear this scream behind me because Brian sort of committed <laughs> to come in behind me. And it's like, oh my God. And I didn't see him, but I've never got up off the floor and jumped back on my bike on a sketchy deep bit of trail so fast. <laughs> and I, I just rode down the trail going, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and I am, je- I really am sorry, Megan. I think that's where you hurt your hand because I was like, <laughs> in the middle of the trail. Um, yeah. Oh, no. That, but I think like every second rider, I think, bend it, bend it on that bit. And it was just like, it's like a slip and, slip and slide cycle cross run fest. And then the trail finished, and then we had to walk down this, these switchbacks, which were this. I think those walking down the switchbacks was one of the sketchiest things in the race. They yeah. are not. It's like walking down a cliff. On like, walking down the cliff, off, and it just, off I think it wasn't even handlebar wide, right? So yeah. you'd, you'd have to like navigate your handlebars. And somehow. you had to swap your bike onto the side. Every other switchback, you had to swap your bike onto the side. Uh, and apparently that was going to be in a race if it hadn't rained. <laughs> it is gnarly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a fun stage. I made three minutes on Dom, two minutes on Brian, and one minute on Phil because that gate. Stupid What he kind of minimized was the, the top like kilometer of this course was all holes that were handlebar deep. Okay. And it went side to side, and you couldn't tell where they were until you were good there. <laughs> like yeah, you, I think I was too focused on trying to breathe again through that bit. I kind of blacked that bit of trail out. You follow it that way, too. <laughs> I could see Dom, and I was coming after him, but I kept, like, almost dying in, in handlebar deep holes. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> was just trying to steal that. They'd had two weeks of the hardest rain I think they've ever had, like on record at that time of year. And the dirt, it's really like kind of sand. It's quite nice dirt. I bet it's nice to work on. But um, you pour water down it and it just erodes. Yikes. Well, so yeah, that, that's, you got anything to add on that stage, Tom? Or besides um yeah it was um that the i think where where gareth and you both fell i i fell too um <laughs> i remember it was like two really big rock slabs slanted off camber um completely wet so no grip at all uh just sliding down there i fell too right behind brian I saw the fast uh, Belgian guy, Benji, coming up again. The one, the guy that um, got me on one pedal on the first day. So <laughs> I thought, yeah, well, let's get him. Let's pa- let, let him pass first. <laughs> um, got my bike on the side and he just fell the same. So <laughs> everybody down in that pit. And um, yeah, we just kept going as a group. So more like group ride at that point. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like five, six riders. I have a quick up. question. That that section that you had to walk, was there any stuff like that where there was like people trying like way too hard and actually like did those sections and like you had to be like, oh no, and then like ate shit or anything? Or was everyone pretty much team mentality? Like, hey, let's not do this. You mean the part after the? Uh, yeah, after the no, no part, they asked us not to ride it. Um, oh, it was just not even a choice. Got it. Well, they, they asked us not to ride it because it was dangerous. And a few, I think Ludo and a couple of the French guys were like, oh, can we ride it if I, we want at the rider briefing? And Carlos was like, uh, best not to, but, you know, do your own thing. Um, I didn't see anyone even attempt it and no one talked about doing it. I don't, I don't, know. I don't think it was possible. Like, you, you, you couldn't fit your handlebars. Yeah. Through that section, so it was like a forty centimeter, like one foot patch of trail right next to a vertical earth cliff. So you would bury your handlebars into the side (laughs) trying to ride that. Impossible. I don't even think you could nose manual some of them. No, no, no. The handlebars just don't fit. Yeah, gnarly. But it was hard to walk down. Like the trail, like but away <laughs> yeah I think even without a bike it would have been hard to walk down like it was really really narrow <laughs> and, and slippery yeah so then we get to the bottom of that and we have to start riding up the giant mountain that the bus took us up past, past the ice cream shop what's that past the ice cream shop yeah did you get ice cream not this lap not, not the first time <laughs> <laughs> So it did happen, though. So yeah, it did happen. We were like, "Oh, it's an ice cream shop," but we didn't stop. And I kind of, I, I, I kind of regretted not stopping the first time round. We climbed up <laughs> the second time. <laughs> yeah, and like, because uh, even well, it was like warm rain. So is it like a six hundred meter climb? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but with the with the humidity and like the the heat, oh my god, it felt it felt like more. I remember we went around the corner and um, Andre was there, t- uh, you know, doing timing. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, I'm so glad, like, we are here. Like, it just went on and on. So, so then we did stage two, but only four of us or five of us. 
No, everyone did except for two people. Really? Yeah. Ah. That's just Leonamoto. They just came right in between where there was no one there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Ah, so they got the timer back. So that was a good stage. Yeah, that was like, one of the best stages, I think. Yeah. I really liked it. Hard, hard pack, man-made downhill trail again with a crazy jungle canopy tunnel of total darkness at max speed. You went into yeah, we had, we had that one patch of trail where it was completely dark for, black. I don't know, 10 meters black, like pitch black dark. Longer than uh, that. It's long enough for me to put my tire on my butt. Who, 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 who drops him first? Did Phil drop him first? Yeah, Phil and me. Yeah, because I remember thinking if there was anything in there, Phil or Brian or whoever went before me would have hit it. And I can't bodies, <laughs> and like it doesn't seem to be anything. Yeah, so I'm just gonna send it. Wouldn't have even have seen us in there. It was so dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so big part of the bodies. <laughs> but yeah, so that stage was fun. Nothing too crazy there's some jumps on it that they warned us about that were probably some of the easiest things we would have done okay yeah, they, um, <laughs> they they roped off the two big ones didn't they yeah but they look easy yeah mm-hmm. compared to some of the stuff they made us ride yeah it didn't seem that gnarly <laughs> <laughs> true they spit us out at the bottom of the mountain okay and now we have to ride to the very top of the mountain which was like again <laughs> Well, not again. We had to go way past where uh, Gareth said he was super happy to see the timing guy. Yeah, we did. Oh, we did no. about the same again. That was like two thirds of the way up. We had to go way up past there, but we stopped at the ice cream shop. Yeah, yeah. We got an ice cream and we had a round of full fat cokes and that. <laughs> on. Those cokes were magic. Like uh, after that coke, we just flew up the mountains. It really felt good for. Half an hour, maybe, and then we crashed again. <laughs> that was a solid I, could, I could have done with two, two or three more of those cokes on that climb. <laughs> Gave you the boost you needed. And then the, the next stage was Indiana Jones, which was five kilometers. Almost 5.9. six. 5.9, wasn't it? Uh, with 125 meters of climbing, I which is miles. And you put it in miles for me. I can't do that. <laughs> Americanize it for us, Brian. <laughs> uh, Four yeah, miles? That, like six, yeah. uh, six miles is 10K. Four and a half miles? Four and a half. All right. So, climb, yeah. Yeah. And like uh, 300, 400 feet climbing? Three. Just a lot of climbing in a little bit of area. Yeah. Yeah. It was meters. a long climb. Like seven hundred feet. No, one hundred twenty-five is uh, uh, three hundred seventy-five feet of climbing in the middle of it. Mm. Oh, the drop was seven hundred meters, so you're talking twenty-one hundred feet down. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but there was like places they made us get off our bikes and walk because yeah. bikes didn't fit. Yeah, you did. You did the majority of that climbing at the start of the stage, so you kind of got your heart and your mouth in the first two minutes. And then you rode for like four miles, sure. trying to go as fast as you could. Oh, nice. 
That was the ice cream shop. And then right back up, yeah. That was like right there. <laughs> this is the big one that we're talking. 885 right. meters up. Just huh. wow. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's the same scale on each map. Mm -hmm. Distance is different. Uh, no, no, no. They're all, um, the they're all the same, same shape with different... Um, <laughs> we can see where it's going to get steep. Yeah, you can see that, but like, mm. so yeah, we, that Indiana Jones stage is super long. We get through it, whatever. Then we have this like long ass liaison to get out. And there's like bamboo stairs. So like, uh, that's when I knew I was done. When you actually <laughs> went to walk down the stairs and then hike your bike up the other side and lifting my, getting my bike on my back was like, hard and get lifting it off oh my goodness i had to have a moment i was with phil and phil was like phil was like this mega fit guy just charging all the time i was like phil we just, just need to stop i just need i just need a minute just, uh, <laughs> just a moment with myself and, you know, you down i had a little cry on the inside <laughs> We I mean, had to go through like 25 cow gates too, so you're constantly lifting your bike. Oh, oh my goodness, yeah. Here is revealing. Oh man. And the cow gates were like uh, with increasing difficulty. Like the first ones had a couple of space to lift your bike over. The hurdles and then, uh, like, Oh, yeah. Like, one of them is like a fucking Rubik's puzzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Each one is like fold your bike into it and then fold your bike at either end. <laughs> like an aptitude test. <laughs> There's people still trying to get through it. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't yeah. finished yet. Then <laughs> Dom's like, I think these fences are electric. And I look at them, and they look nothing like American electric fences. So I'm like, I'll take one for the team and touch it. And I grab it, and I'm like, it's not on. And all of a sudden, it pulsed right into my bad hand. No. <laughs> it, just, like, it felt like I got punched in the hand. It's so bad. <laughs> so we had to like limbo with our bikes over and under these stupid electric fences. And like, we're just looking for these like, what? These strings. This of is just part of it? Yeah, it's the liaison. It sounds like a jackass made a bike race. We're, we're looking for the, <laughs> I'm going to permanently. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. My mojo was down, but I think there were quite a few people with like, <laughs> what the fuck faces. On, on that day because the trail the trails were trash because of the weather and they you're riding through all these cow fields and like you know like wet cow because they're like quite undulating and wet cow fields with like you know cows just sinking to the to their knees so all these cow footprints cow shit everywhere <laughs> and electric fences and cow gates yeah <laughs> fun times you do ice man yeah, you know, the, uh, the second there's, there's an electric fence on Iceman. <laughs> right. You were or any race. Or any but race. At, at some point, at, at some point, I think um, I was going with Brian and the tall German guy, too. And at some point, Brian already remarked, uh, was it you or me? I don't know. Like, um, this was supposed to be like a short liaison, right? So... Yeah. We were already getting that hunch that we're probably missing something, but we weren't thinking about missing something. We just thought it took longer because we had to hike so much and uh, lift over those gates. 
Well, I mean, me, me and Phil were, I think we were, I think, well, we were at the front of the race at that point. Yeah, we were riding. We were riding. Didn't, didn't have my helmet on. I'm helmet on pack. We're riding this, like, chunky, horrible liaison. And suddenly, like, the trail starts getting, like, quite fun and fast and cool. And I was like, oh, I felt I stopped, put my lid on. I'm like kind of suffering down this trail on my ribs and Phil's like flying along. And suddenly like the media guys like set up to take photographs and like, Oh, are we on the stage? Like, yeah, this is, this is the bottom of the final stage. (laughs) (laughs) Cause there's no marshals at the top. You know, you're tiring. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) Dom and I are riding along with our helmets on our backs and we're start bombing down this like two track with like cliffs on the side. We're falling ass. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, I turn back and look at him. I go, God forbid they make this a stage. It's actually fun. And we're not going to die. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> with our helmets off the whole time. Helmets off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, very, um, very 90s that trial. Helmets yeah. We, ro- we, we kept uh, riding down. Then, uh, then we were back on the road. And then a minute later, uh, Carlos actually came uh, there in a car up the mountain and um, I don't know how the conversation went it was quite short we were like uh, <laughs> well looking at him asking like is this to the what was it the third stage or fourth stage it would have been the fourth would have been the fourth and he was like no you just came down the fourth no there was no one there and he just shook his head and <laughs> Drove away. He, he, his, his, <laughs> he had his happy did. face on, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He actually just uh, just kept on driving then, right? He, he he sped off, and me and Brian were there like, yeah, what are we going to do now? Like, <laughs> he didn't even tell us what to do. So. <laughs> did, he, did he drive off around a corner, and then all you heard was this massive, like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> We, I felt that, yeah. <laughs> then he came back down. He's like, just go, just go to camp. Just, just go right to camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what went wrong with the timing on that stage, but apparently. We were too spread out is what he said. They yeah. were on volunteers for the race. They needed more race marshals. Well, they got, they got, he got, it was a double whammy. He had, he had volunteers drop out of the death and they, they'd order, he'd ordered sports idents, you know, the, the little wrist bracelets where you put the mat down, you ride over the mat. So the, the, the volunteers went and we just go out, right, put a mat down, ride the stage, check signage, check it safe, put a mat down and then just ride ahead of the race. And then someone rides behind the race and picks all the shit up. Because they didn't have sports ident, he was trying to put a marshal at the start and a marshal at the end of every stage to do start time in, start time out, and then we'll work the times out back at camp. But he didn't have enough marshals if the race got too spread out across the stages, and the race got too spread out across the stages. What did it happen again later in the week? Uh, well, I think that was like a long day. Yeah. I think yes. later the long liaisons like kind of kept people closer together a little bit. So that was the day with the big climbs and 
the group of the six of us with Craig and Sam and then the four of us that rode together were so far ahead of everybody that we just pushed through the race marshals. Because that's when we got in trouble for going too far ahead. (laughs) First time I got in trouble for being too fast on a bike. (laughs) (laughs) That happened to me, so. Yeah. I did get yelled at for doing a wheelie at Iceman once, so that was cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of a badass. (laughs) After finishing the 95th percentile last, so... (laughs) So that night, I think, was the first night we had beer, I believe. Oh, that was, we ended up in the, yeah, we had, the stadium, we had lunch. right? We got lunch at 5 o'clock when we got into camp, and then we got dinner at half past 6. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. And I, I, had a, I had a massage with the physio, see if she could uh, bring my ribs back to life, and that's when she concluded that they were fucked. Um, <laughs> She like she did. She she put me on my back and massaged my diaphragm. She still was my diaphragm, and that felt alright. And then she rolled me onto the side and massaged, started massaging my ribs. And I was like, ah, "We're done. Stop." And she's like, "Yeah, your ribs are. You've done your ribs. So what did you, did you break them? Probably not race, huh? You break them? Uh, no. So I haven't broken them. I have." torn all the intercostal muscles between them and bruised bruised the rib bones apparently so i had an x-ray i i, I poo-pooed the the physio at the race she was really good actually um because she was like oh you, you you've done your ribs and i was like they're either they're either bruised or cracked because they're not floating around and there's nothing there's nothing we can do you know there's like you just ribs you just suck it up right um, and she's like, oh, you might have collapsed a lung. And I was like, no way. Like, you know, my, my foolish assumption was like collapsing a lung is like popping a balloon. That's what I and then later in the week, I kind of, someone told me that a collapsed lung is when you hit your chest and you push some air out of your lung into your chest cavity. And then you get a little pocket between the inside of your ribs and your lung that stops your lung from expanding. And depending on how big that pocket is, is how much the lung is collapsed. And I was like, ah, I shouldn't get on an airplane if I have one of those pockets. And she's like, no, you shouldn't. And I was like, ah, I now understand why you want me to, uh, to go to hospital. So I think the, was it the last, I think the last, the last day of the race, I, uh, I spent the day, the day at the hospital waiting for an x-ray, but I got my x-ray, no visible cracks, and no air pockets and i didn't have coronavirus either so i could go home but yeah that's in the future we need to rewind back to the end of day two all right but yeah that's that's when my race finished because anything anything where my front wheel hit anything went into a hole anything where i was having anything where i was having to look carry weight through my arms when i was riding was i could like ride up sat down ride up roads but um, riding down was, like, not fun. Lifting my bike was super not fun. And getting in and out of my tent, also not fun. But oh, if I drank God. enough beer, it got all right. That was the first, <laughs> first football field camp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had wash showers, so silver lining. Yeah. And a hot bike wash. All right. Oh, yeah. Because of all the rain. 
that's not bad. Uh, what else happened? Oh, lunch was ready for us, and then dinner was ready like 20 minutes later. Yeah. By the beer tent. Yeah, we, we had beer. We got to watch uh, Portuguese, Portuguese, local Portuguese, not Portuguese, local, well, yeah, they are Portuguese, local football team showed up. All right. I think some of the British lads were like, oh, we should ask them if they want a game. And then they, because they all looked a bit like, you know, not athletic. They were carrying a bit of timber. And then they went through their warm-up drill and we were like, oh, actually. They're pretty good. <laughs> they look pretty good at, uh, well, soccer, as you guys call it. Yeah, they, they looked half tidy. So <laughs> we didn't challenge them to a game. <laughs> all right. So how many more days we got? Four. <laughs> Four. In, Wait, yeah. three. That was that day two. No, that was day two. You had four, four I, more. Yeah, I mean, kind of thinking interest of time. Speed her up. Kind of time here. Yeah. Let's just some more highlights and maybe some more particular lowlights of what uh, the rest of the race had for you guys. It starts to get blurry from there for me anyway. So, um, <laughs> so I think from, from day three on, we had even more rain. It rained overnight anyway. And um, the next day was full of climbing, lots of mud. I think I was wet by noon already. Oh, gosh. And I stayed wet until the end of the race by day six, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I alternated from having massive FOMO because I, I, I started, I hung out with the marshals then. So I was like kind of helping out with race timing and course marking and stuff like that. So it's like, Oh, this trail looks sick. FOMO. And like, Oh, this liaison fucking looks horrible. And Oh my God, it's raining. And like, Oh, that stage is blown out. So I was like, Oh, I'm pretty glad I'm not racing to like, Oh, I really want to be riding my bike. And it was like a complete, yo-yo of emotions for the next three days before I uh, before I went and spent, spent a day in a hospital oh no some of those trails look sick though they look really like kind of like almost a cross between like riding trails back home here and stuff that you find in um, in uh, BC like kind of loamy wet loamy forest stuff all slick very slick yeah it looks, oh, it looks, looks slick as fuck the day three was fun. We started up in the forest, Jurassic Park and stuff, and it was it was really cool. I think that was day three. Yeah, that yeah, was day three. I think day three was with one of those ancient trails where they had like basically littered with microwave-sized uh, rocks. <laughs> I loved how they were in, in, in the book. And in the rider briefings, they call them cobblestones. And I was like, <laughs> I, I did see like, it. Not, <laughs> fucking huge, great big rocks. Like, a cobblestone street. You can drive a car down a cobblestone street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, oh, like Paris Rebay, cobblestones. Like, oh, no, no. Like, fucking full on four-wheel drive trophy truck fucking cobblestones <laughs> so like and we all knew that like day four was the day that was going to be the long the long day we're going to ride across the whole island okay and the first couple were good stages and then we had to pedal in the rain in cold uh 
25 kilometers. <laughs> so like 15 and a half miles over a mountain to the other side. And then just when you think you get to the other side, sweet. it goes straight up. Why does it go straight back up? Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> so that was awful. That Dom, was nice. by this point, hated life. <laughs> the rain clouds were He's following done. us. Yeah. Oh. But um, wasn't day four like Brian crashing all day? Mm -hmm. Was that, that was day four, right? That was stage, yeah, that was stage four and five. Yeah. So Brian fell off cliffs that day, all day long, basically. Is that, okay. is that the day we finished down by the, the bridge with the bar where everyone's drinking beers by the big ducks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that looked like you, there's a lot of broken, broken spirit looking faces drinking oh, oh. beer on that bridge. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that was on Pink Bike today. You had to search it, but I posted it on my Facebook. Um, yeah. it's me I think that was my big day. Like, I felt really good down, uh, running down those slippery rocks. And I actually, that was the one, that was the one day where there was one stage where I uh, passed you, Brian. I think it was that day, right? That was a day of both because we went together in the morning and we got to the up and down pedally stuff and you didn't like pedaling as much as me. And then you passed me on the one and then I fell off the cliff just after you passed and like oh, tried God. to break my leg. <laughs> that was that one. Well, yeah, I, I, I thought I heard you swearing behind me. So um, I was already charging down the rocks. <laughs> Yeah, just try not to die. <laughs> and that's the one I like ghost rode my bike down that that super steep thing after the road where I was just like, fuck this. I quit. <laughs> like I hated life by then. <laughs> I was in a bad mood by the that was after that the super long liaison that we we walked up the 20% grade on the other side of that gravel road. And the trail was pretty fun at the top. And then right in the middle, just had that drop off. That was like borderline not safe to ride down. And I just like, I slipped and let go of my handlebars because of my ankle and my hand hurt. And I just <laughs> let the bike go. Let the bike go? How far did the bike go? Like far. 40 feet, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. But then, yeah, we had the really good time at the bar. I feel like that was the day that all the riders bonded. Like after that day of like kind of going through battle fire. and everybody was like rainy and wet and shitty. And we like, yeah, see, like the trail literally rain. popped out at a bridge and there was like a bar on the corner that had like your one Euro beers. Oh yeah. Eight, 80 cents, 80 cents for a small one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm American. Oh. I don't know what a small beer is. Yeah. <laughs> and you now know. Like, even yeah. for the Germans, this is very small beer. Yeah. It's dirt cheap, though. Yeah. Yeah. Same or 12 ounce beer. I get, like, that was the thing with me. Like, every time I bought anything from a shop, it was like, oh, I'll have, like, three Cokes and ice cream and a bag of chips and two Snickers and, like, four Euro 50. Uh, like, I, I ordered all this. <laughs> so, uh, eight beers. And they're like, yeah, six, six Euros something. And you're like, I just ordered eight this <laughs> you sure <laughs> yeah okay cool Sweet. 
So the, the bonus at the camp is the, the masseuse was uh, very attractive. <laughs> so a lot of people were getting massages. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was the camp with the crazy birds that were flying around making yeah. in the middle of the night. In the public. Oh, the dogs. The day, day zero and one, we had dogs and God yeah. knows what. And then we had weird birds. Like every night was a different jungle sound. <laughs> just tour the world <laughs> yeah. you're like in the game of Jumanji yeah yeah it's not like that <laughs> it's like you said it's like someone's gonna get carried away in the middle of the night like a big hole ripped in the back of their tent <laughs> yeah day nuts. day five I was dreading getting up but it felt good that was a dormant volcano day alright uh that ended up from that point on, I actually felt like I got a lot better at riding and started passing people all the time. So I, I figured out that I could steer. Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about is uh, our old man track stand, eye contact, beer drink uh, competition. The, tra- the trash talking competition. Yeah, which was unfortunate <laughs> that we signed up at the times we signed up because 40 year olds that have been riding bikes a long time are really good at track stands. Okay. And we got paired together in round one. Oh no, that's not fair. Yeah. And it was getting so long that we were like handing us beers and like taking drinks of beers. Who won? He did. High five in. Ah. And some really good shit talking going on right between yeah. them. So <laughs> that was fun to watch. Yeah, it's it basically a, a trash talking competition. Yeah. With some trap standing. I fell off the sidewalk. That 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 was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, but like, I I feel like I feel like you should have gone much deeper in that, and we did get stitched up by signing up at the same time. Yeah, well, that's you. Um, and again, Ludo should have been in his own pro class. No, I think we both beat him if we're not fucking around trying to drink beer and injured. Yeah. I think in the track in the stupid bike trick contest, I I think we actually could win those. Did you ever do yeah. the bunny hop contest? No, they didn't, have- no, they didn't do the bunny hop competition. They didn't do oh, them now either. They didn't do the beer one. Yeah, we, we missed out on a couple because yeah, things. Were I was joking good. with my buddies back home. I was going to ditch the race and focus on that after I came second in the wheelie competition, and then I did my ribs and like it actually started to look like that. I was like, oh, <laughs> can, I, can I suck up the pain long enough to do okay in this, like, uh, car park comp? <laughs> I wanted the bunny hop one, even though I couldn't hold my bar. I was going to tape my hand to it and call it good. Yeah, I, was, I was dreading that one. I was like, limbo, yeah. Crack stand, yeah. Bunny hop, not, not so keen on that. <laughs> yeah, the, the rest of it, I mean... Day five, Dom also had a rain cloud following you again. <laughs> yeah. I was just wet. I was his cheerleader that day, all day. Dom, you can do it. Yes. You had another killer liaison on day five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, you That's where you guys use that giant hose pipe that look like um, elephant's trunk to clean your bikes. Well, we were mm-hmm. the same five times, that same section. Uh, on the football field. And then the last one was the river crossings. 
and then up the super steep thing. Yeah, in the open. I put on music and just decided to like take off on that one. Now that was even before. Like uh, I think Brian was uh, full of my whining, and then put on good music. It really pumped in, and he just uh, went off and was never seen again. So <laughs> was that the thing with the like really? It looked really cool, like a jungle trail at the top. It was, ra- it was raining like so hard. Yeah, yeah. It was a trail that like we cut into the jungle, and I walked maybe the first hundred yards. I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool, and there's that big tree. And then apparently, if I'd have walked any further, I'd have realized it wasn't very cool and flat and hilly and crap. It was axle deep mud for, let's see, how long was that stage? Uh, <laughs> 2.7 kilometers of the deepest, nastiest mud possible and running flintstoning the bike. I like the flintstone term. I think we did yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did that a lot uh, generally. So that uh, term stuck with me as well. Yeah. Flintstone. Is, that what, is that what tripoding is? Tripod's yeah. one leg out. The one leg, okay. Flintstone, you're double and just... Yeah, it's two feet running. Also trying to stop. Yeah. That was... People were pissed about that stage. Oh, what was the big... Uh, was he German or Austrian, the tall guy? German. Tim. The guy was always angry. He was super <laughs> angry after that one. He was super angry. Yeah. I think it was uh, Luca or Stefan on that one, right? Who was really pissed. Stefan was really pissed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I passed him. Like, that guy was way faster than me, but he was so pissed he couldn't go on and I passed him. <laughs> <laughs> Just made him more pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, then we had the same camp for a couple nights, some lava springs. Uh, I learned that Czech guys get naked anywhere. Huh. Everywhere we went with the Czech guys, they I just took their clothes off. For that hotel. Um, the, the nasty campsite lady. Oh, yeah. The, the, told us that she was going to call the police and wouldn't let us get breakfast unless we had an orderly line. <laughs> restaurant lady that made us all wait and then told us we had to wait more. No soup for you. Yeah. Sucked. Is Seinfeld an international show? Uh, somewhat. Somewhat? Oh, yeah, I'm aware of it. I just, I just realized I made this as my second Seinfeld joke, and I was like, yes, but I think I'm fucking an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all the race stuff that's... Yeah, like Hot Springs. God, I think nice Day 5... Wasn't Day 5 also where we ended at those uh, nice pools at the sea where we all went swimming? That, was- that all felt like a beach party vibe at the end. That was nice. Yeah. The last two days we ended up in like the, ended at the beach and it was yeah last day as well right yeah but, uh, day five was nicer at the pools because everyone was really eager to get into the water and <laughs> what else jumping going on the pineapple gin cocktail day Ooh. yeah oh yeah mm, that was good that's a good day. Yeah, I think day four, or day three or four was the pool, the public pool. We rode the switchbacks down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that was day three because then I wore the tank top the next day because I'm like, it's going to be hot. And then it was cold and rainy the whole day. 
<laughs> you, borrowed, you borrowed sunscreen from me. <laughs> then he borrowed a long sleeve shirt from me. So <laughs> the one time I put sunscreen on, it's sixty degrees and freezing and rainy all day. Did anyone ask if he was Ed Sheeran? No. No. All right. What up, no, Prince? Ed Sheeran. My friend's still up. He's an old creepy guy. I think he died too. <laughs> I think you were thinking Harry. I was thinking Prince Harry, but <laughs> the Prince Philip kind of, kind of, that would kind of made the joke funny. <laughs> I was trying to genocide people. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, just party time. We finished a lot of kegs of beer. Okay. Yeah, we didn't yeah. Did drink dry, and you had to go and get some more. Yeah, that was day five. Yeah. We killed all the kegs. Yeah, and we had nice, nice gala dinner. Some fast people were giving us some swords. Uh, yeah, uh, we had COVID tests. Yeah, it was a flight came back negative. It was hundred hundred euro hundred euro for the privilege of having a very polite doctor ram a stick up your nose and into the back of your throat. That was fun. It was time. So pleasant until she raped my nose. Yeah. So it was banging your head on the wall with it. And, and mouth. I told her this giant sob story of how I was injured from a COVID test. So I think she was nicer to me than the other. You were not injured from a COVID test. I was. No, you weren't. I, we, get, I we, was. we get to do it ourselves over here. So I was like, can I do it? And she's like, no. <laughs> but we, we do it ourselves in the UK. She's like, not here. Huh. Oh, I think there's one thing I have to report from the last race day that I completely forgot. Um, basically, the day started with everyone uh, being able to start whenever they wanted to. And uh, Gareth, Brian, Phil, and some other guys went for the corona test. And I was one of the last guys to start. And it was just three stages on that day. And they went with the car for an hour, did the tests, went back and all that. And when I was uh, riding back from stage one to stage two, like on the same road, uh, they actually uh, drove past me in the car and saw me. And by liaison two, on my way back, on my way to stage three, like right before reading stage three, Phil passes me on the way up. <laughs> he was with them with the Corona test and I heard tire up behind me like really fast on a steep road up. And I thought like, oh, that's an e-bike coming. Right. And then Phil just rode past me like, good morning. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Two and a half hours later. What? Like he was starting way last and, uh, finished as one of the first ones actually somewhere it was weird like he did all day all days racing in like what two hours yeah crazy yeah. he joined us on uh, one of the daily updates with domino ah, okay yeah yeah, yeah. look fast yeah. <laughs> yeah, really calm guy so um really calm but he just blows everyone away on the uphill so yeah. Well, good for Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so he's, riding, he's riding away from like Sam and Ludo and like like the yeah, US guys. He's just riding away from. 
Yeah. Animal. Right on the and on the first day we all tried to keep up with him. That was a mistake. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably fuck <laughs> yourself that way. I remember that uh, on the first three days we were pushing uphill, my heart rate was somewhere in the one sixty range. And um by day four, five, six I was like already, when my heart rate was up to 130, I was already like, yeah, let's back it up a little. <laughs> 130? Yeah, 130, 140, and that was max on the last three days. Oh, dude, on that first, that first day chasing Phil, I was like banging it out in the 175s, 180s. <laughs> I was just getting away, like, hey, just breathe in, just breathe. <laughs> Wasn't on day five. Yeah, I race at like 190, like 200. <laughs> I do when I downhill race, but not like liaisons that don't mean anything. Yeah, not liaisons, not 20K liaisons. Remember that these are non-time stages that we're supposed to be conserving energy. You got to keep that heart rate down. I thought you no, no medals for the liaison. You guys are like seriously in shape. <laughs> And, you know, I've, I've had a really good day today um, seeing some of my bike buddies I haven't seen in a really long time. Like, we haven't seen each other for two months or three months even. Okay. And I'm coming back from this race, and I feel like shit. Like, I feel like I've eaten too much during the race. And, like, food was not a problem. It wasn't scarce, so we had enough to eat. And we had lots of beer, too. Um, so I didn't particularly feel like being fitter than before, maybe even worse. I <laughs> uh, was being wet all day and, uh, you know, all that crashing. And, um, like, everyone I met today was, like, individual telling me, man, you look really fit. What happened to you? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> some serious fitness. I, like, which day zero? It's like seven days of, like, hard riding you guys must be absolutely peaking now i rode with these guys yesterday and i rode my xc bike for the first time instead of my euro bike that i've been riding and the first thing at the ski hill is up this big hill and i just like kind of motored up with the dog and i get to the top and i can't even see or hear them and i'm like Oh, I was back there. <laughs> Apparently, I'm in better. I, my legs recovered. <laughs> Mark, yeah. I couldn't now. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice feeling that um, that it does work out right in the end. I got um, back. I'm back on the. I got back on the walk bike yesterday, so I'm hoping. Hope I'm meant to do a 100k road ride on Sunday with a couple of mates. Oh, it's a charity ride, so I'm hoping that might be all right. If I don't, if I go, don't go too crazy with my heart rate. If not, we'll see. To go. <laughs> yeah, we well, don't. You don't hit the floor on a road bike very often, so um, if I don't, if I don't crash, when you do it, seriously catastrophic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you do, yeah, it's a yard sale when you do. Sucks <laughs> ass. <laughs> Do you have any closing thoughts for the race? Well, I have a question. We'll end this on this. Um, we have to do our beer review still. We'll do. we'll do that. And we'll, first of all, let's go around the horn. Um, would you do it again? 
Same conditions, same everything. We do it again. Not a fair question. Like if you know the conditions beforehand and the trail, then it's not blind racing and it's not the kind of adventure. Uh, would I take the same risk again? Yeah. Okay. That's a good answer. Yeah. I, I feel like an unfinished business. I would like to go back and finish it. Would it be the next trans race I do though? Maybe not. Cause I quite, I really want to do trans Madeira and I really want to do Andes Pacifico as well. I want to do Costa Rica bad. But yeah, I, I, I'd go back. I feel like it, with it being the first year they ran it as well, I think a lot of the teeth in trouble. I don't think they'll have that the second time around. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Is like I think the organization will get it, it, it has to improve. It improved while we were there. Like day two mm. shit show, and by day five and six, it felt like pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Was very. He was always very upfront about things not going well. And he was like very like every day, like tell if anything's bad, tell me. He was like soliciting feedback the whole time. I think he got he got some feedback, some some nice, some maybe not so nice. But yeah, I think I think a lot of this stuff easy fixes once you one once you've done it the hard way, you know how to do it the easy way. I think so. I think that because we were limited to one island, and they had to like force a bunch of trails in that we only would have. Yeah. Run the good trails if yeah and the rain the rain i think some of those trails would have been better and some of those bad trails might have been okay had it not rained like yeah months. exactly like the rain was really the worst in 20 30 40 years whatever so that just added in to the organizational problems and uh, if it hadn't rained if it was normal weather for these ores for september we would have had a lot of nice trails probably. Yeah. But I think going through the battle of like how bad the conditions were, I think it really helped for the bonding of all of us because, yeah. I, I mean, it started out kind of clicky, but by the end of it, I can't honestly say like, I was even friends with King Leonidas by the end of it. I talked about yeah. that. <laughs> So, I even like the Germans at the end. So, uh, you know, me being German is kind of funny to say, but when I showed up at the camp and after the first day, I was like, yeah, Germans being German, being pissed off by something not being organized perfectly and uh, whining all the time. And I was happy to stay with all the British guys and Brian. <laughs> and staying away from the Germans. And by the end, uh, they sussed up uh, really nicely and cool guys. But the first two days, not so much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think going through the battle was um, made everybody become a lot better friends than, than the only time that I feel like there was ever any, like that people weren't close was when there was a language barrier. Hmm. Even the, the one Italian guy with the longer hair could speak some English, and I like the one that didn't speak English at all ended up buying me a beer, and he's like, "No English," but like bought me a beer at the bar, and then like, oh, smile, smile, and fist bump are international though, because we had dinner with him a few times, and he, he seemed to be 
be loving it. I think, I think the, you know, like the challenge and stuff definitely helped on it. And it was quite intimate as well, though, because I think it was meant to be 100 riders. But obviously COVID, like, called that down to 50. And then with only, you know, sub 40 getting out there, I think it was really easy. Or it, well, it was really hard not to get to know everyone else there. If it had been 100 riders, you'd have probably still met – you know, some people would have met all 100, some people would have met 50, but it might have been a little bit more like a couple of different pockets because yeah. it was small, like everyone just spoke to everyone, which is kind of quite cool. <laughs> and it's pretty much the reason why I would take the risk again. Like, um, I like the adventurous character of the event. Um, I like the blind racing. Uh, I like problems to overcome, like not just racing, but, um, you know, there were other problems to overcome. And, um, and the single best part for me about this whole event was meeting all these great people like you guys. And, uh, really that's still, I'm still full of energy from that week. Um, I feel it, uh, in my work day as well. And, uh, I hope it's going to stay because this really pumped me up a lot. Um, I'm thinking of buying a new bike tomorrow, so <laughs> you know, I'm really full back into biking right now, and uh, I love it. I just oh, want to keep yeah. it going. That's an excellent um, What kind of bike are you looking at? I uh, found a really nice used bike that I've been looking at a little bit before, a Nikolai ING 13. It's a trail bike with just 130 millimeters of travel, but it uh, has a really uh, extreme geometry. Um, you've probably heard about it. Uh, the Mojo UK guys have been doing that with Nikolai. Okay. We don't have Nikolai on the front. Just because of downhill racing. Yeah, exactly. He's on, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's agreeing, but he doesn't know what it is. Well, good luck. I don't know what it is. said Mojo. I don't know what Mojo is. That's, that's, another, that's another lifer bike to go with your Royal Madonna, though. That's another. Yeah. Still be going strong bike. I looked at that bike, kind of liked it, called up the guy, and I kind of saw the pattern. Like, this is a trail bike, but it's almost as heavy as my Madonna. So, hmm, there seems to be a pattern going on. It makes you strong. Yeah. So, all right. Guys, thank you so much for joining. Um, any closing thoughts? Brian really wants to review his beer. I do. I've had, like, five. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> what kind of beer do you have? Show us. I have an Arvon Brewing Sour called Fruit Puff. Arvon! Mm. Check them out. They're probably different meaning in the UK, right? Gareth? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's it mean in the UK? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably should talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, we gotta hear it. We gotta hear it. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, we can't. We can't go down that hole. <laughs> uh, uh, no, not not very. Yeah, not not very twenty first century language we're allowed to use anymore. All right, but uh, it's a sour. It is uh, with berries, vanilla, and graham cracker, and it is solid. Graham cracker beer. Yeah. We have weird beers here because this is Beer City USA. So we have like... It's very true. Between the two of us, we have so many different kinds of beer on the table. 
that we just been killing. But this is a sour, which I don't even think is a European thing at all. Out of ten, what do you get? What do you give it? Uh, for for the style, for the select a lactose sour. What would you give it? I would say it's my third favorite sour I've had from them. So I'm going to give it from them seven. Okay. I like their pineapple one the best. Ah, ah, yes, yes. And then the gummy bear. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, what, what are you drinking there, Gareth? As a wise man once said, you can have any beer you want as long as it's Corona. As long as your family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He also lives a quarter mile out of town. It's the most, it's the most exported beer in the world. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, no, I, I drink mainly shit beer. <laughs> Dom, I saw you, you're sipping on whiskey, aren't you? No, no, no. Smoonshine. Um, oh. Thanks to my ex-girlfriend, she did that. It's um, clear liquor uh, made into a, um, how do you call it in? English, I don't know. In German, it's actually liquor, liqueur. Yeah. So it's um, sweetened uh, and then flavored with apple and and cinnamon. So it's like an apple. Pretty pie. good. We call that apple pie here. Oh, okay. Ah, I used to do like apple pie. Looks apple like whiskey, pie. right? In uh, in yeah. Canada, where they put like. Vanilla schnapps and you gargle it and then put cinnamon in your mouth and then whipped cream. And you have to do it upside down when you drink it. Like people hold your legs in the air. Actually, over here, uh, barbershop, we had, uh, one of our Native American friends taught uh, apple pie. You boil it down and you add like cinnamon and nutmeg and stuff to it. And then, yeah, it's, yeah, cider. It's really good. It takes it's a long time to make though. It's like kind of a big ordeal. Kind of it is. Yeah, a pain in the ass. But it's good and it gets you drunk. So, what are you drinking, Ryan? Or what was your favorite beer tonight? Let's go with that. Favorite? Well, um, obviously it was the Miller. You know. all day. <laughs> I am moving on from my pissed offness from Founders. I think, but if you ever pull racist bullshit again, I'm gonna be mad again. Next beer I had. <laughs> So I have to say about founders. I can't say good things about founders. Um, Black Rocks Nord Sky is probably my new all-time favorite session IPA. It's good. Um, it is phenomenal. And Black Rocks is the bomb. And uh, they're a biking, bike-centric brewery. They're in the UP. They are uh, what everyone else probably thinks is Wisconsin. is actually part of Michigan. Um, our, 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 our upper peninsula. Another beer I have. Oh. It was the Three Floyds Barbarian Haze IPA, which is this new beer <laughs> that has infiltrated Michigan. Um, they are from said Indiana, I think. They're from Indiana. I said how they're from Indiana, right? Munster, Munster, Indiana. Indiana yeah, mm-hmm. um, people go nuts over their beer over here now, and it's never it's good. Yeah, it's good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go nuts over it though. It's okay. But the Black Rocks Nordic guy. 11 out of 10. Get it. Solid. So. And the international favorite, the Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be doing work over here. Yeah, see it. Next time you come over, you have to bring me all your favorites. 
Yeah, send care packages. We've got a bunch of weird stuff. We've got some weird shit. It doesn't ship well sometimes. Those beers, if they get too warm, they explode, so. Mm, okay, no. They put a big PSA out over, like, July 4th. They're like, all right, you really have to cool our beers. Otherwise, you're just <laughs> so. you got, If you guys come over this way, I'll, like, go out with some I – got, I got a few friends that are big into the craft beer thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm, I'm still waiting to get into it. Like it's like with coffee. I never really got into coffee, and it kind of confuses me. But apparently, craft beers off the hook here at the minute, and craft gins, I think, in the UK at the moment. Yeah, we have that too. We've got distilleries, gin bars popping up everywhere. We've had even this here too. You, know? you interviewed that beer guy that went to all the breweries in Michigan. How many breweries? Yeah, it was like 320. I bike the like 300 some breweries in Michigan. No idea. <laughs> wow it's killing it bike with him too he's a big biker so good for him he asked her to you know burn off all those beers happy you guys can stay up late enough to yeah thank you guys hang out appreciate no it no worries um Gareth Dom hell yeah keep rocking on come to Green Rapids oh yeah I will rock it up <laughs> come visit you too man absolutely if not Grand yeah, Rapids, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, there you go. Maybe, maybe not Grand Rapids. Well, no, you got to come to Grand Rapids for the beer, so you have to come here. <laughs> yeah, I, I pack up tomorrow and I leave for the World Cup. So, oh, I did. I saw your post. You got the game. Yeah, I did. I got the camping version of it because they were sold out of the real version. Yeah, that's gonna be some gnarly drinking games. Yeah, that's what I said it should be. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys so much. We'll take up any more of your time. It's been, you know, long. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys so much. It was awesome um, to meet you guys and to have you guys on the podcast. Um, I think it's just it's really awesome to have these international races. That wasn't even part of it. Um, but I kind of got to be part of it through this process. Um, so thank you for that. Um, and this is awesome. Probably be a couple, a couple days, week before it comes out. Like yeah, probably, probably a bit for, before this comes out. Um, I think this will probably go off on, like, as its own episode. And then our, like, live stuff that I had with you and Dom. Um, and then we see a fill in there for a hot sec. Yeah. Um, that'll probably be its own, like, episode. So we'll, we'll figure it out. But I think, yeah, this should be probably good to go here shortly. Larry says he's so sorry he had to go. Um, he's got a new dad. New, yeah, he's a new papa. <laughs> He had to take over dad duties, and he said, thank you guys so much for joining, and he's super pissed he had to miss it, um, but daughter takes priority, so. Yeah, sure. Your, Good priorities. Yeah, yeah. priorities. Oh, yeah. Really? He was in for the butt wipe. So, we, we planted the local roots uh, toilet paper seed in his brain. <laughs> local roots is... Yeah. <laughs> I want some of that. I want to see it. Yeah. It was really good talking to you guys again. Cheers. Yeah, too, man. Peace out, guys. Hope to see you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.